Welcome to Mary Liar Talks, a podcast that discusses mental health and spiritual well-being. Before we jump in, there may be episodes that are particularly sensitive for some listeners. And if that applies, then I hope you'll be able to join me whenever you feel ready and able. In the last couple of episodes, we covered a lot of ground talking about anxiety with Susie Williams, a psychotherapist. But I thought it would be good to delve into the treatment side of things even more, so I brought Susie back. I asked her to tell us more about the treatments that can be used to explore our anxieties and reframe our mindset. Let's join in the conversation. Thank you. Thank you. So CBT, cognitive behavioural therapy, is considered first-line treatment for anxiety. It's, how can I put it, evidence and collaborative-based work that that person will do with a therapist. Okay. So it seeks to, it focuses on the thought process and seeks to identify negative thinking, negative thought processes. You know, there's many individuals you know who have a negative way of thinking but are not really aware that the way I think is unhelpful and the way that a person thinks could be in relation to I mentioned earlier the schema you know the 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 blueprint or template that a person's thoughts and beliefs are structured within so a past experience for example if someone has had many past experiences that have led them to and they these past experiences have not been resolved cognitively then you get a build-up of negative thoughts Mm. you know or just the scheme will then influence the way in which you perceive and understand situations so going back to cognitive behavioral therapy it helps to highlight and and, and identify that actually your thought process here is looking a bit distorted um so it identifies negative thoughts it challenges these negative thoughts and it provides an individual with tools to 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 challenge them thoughts away from the therapy room per se and um and are there any other forms of treatments or techniques other than cbt absolutely cbt will actually bring in it will help with cognitive restructuring Mm -hmm. so i just want to say that Um, It does centre around thoughts, feelings and behaviour because the idea is that our thoughts Mm -hmm. is where what's triggering the anxiety. So there's a situation in front of us, we sense danger, I start thinking danger about these thoughts. I'm now underestimating my ability to cope with this or receive support. Mm -hmm. So that then triggers those hormones. I start to get these physical sensations and then my behavior changes and I'll avoid the situation or, Mm -hmm. you know, we mentioned before, didn't we? I'll begin to isolate myself. I'll withdraw, you know, that sort of thing. And so CBT will focus on those three components, Mm -hmm. the, the, the thoughts, the feelings, the feelings and the behavior, okay. but particularly the cogni- the cognitions, the thoughts. Okay. Okay. And within that, that's where you work with your, as I've mentioned, you work with your therapist to um, identify the thoughts and replace them with positive and healthy thinking. In terms of other forms of, forms of treatment, mm-hmm. you've got exposure therapy as well. Exposure ah. therapy, yes. It, it's a type of therapy that 
in a controlled and systematic way sort of presents to you the situation that you're afraid of and, and because it's controlled that's it right makes you realize actually it's you are able to cope with it address it deal with it um, and it's the, the fear I guess the fear factor will then diminish because you've been able to get through it unscathed yeah okay spot on spot on yeah so you've got the cbt you've got exposure therapy i think i did mention also you've got psychodynamic therapy yeah which can help us to identify well where why do i think this way and as i mentioned before this could be related to a past experience so for example, someone that may have been bitten by a dog when they were younger, or they witnessed someone bitten by a dog, or they heard a story of someone sure. being bitten by a dog, and this was not resolved within their mind. And yeah. so now they've sort of churned these thoughts over to where now they perceive dogs as danger. Yeah. So anytime they see a dog, it's, I can't go near it, I don't want to walk past it, or in fact, I'm not even leaving the house because I'm now, you know, I'm, I'm anxious. And so th this the psychodynamic therapy can help to uncover that perhaps the, the origins of these thoughts are not about the dog right now, but it's the, the, the anxiety. You, you, it's, it's sort of like a learned behavior mm. based on that past experience. And what we yeah. want to do is identify that that was the past. Now we are in the present because anxiety, that's what it does. It it keeps us in, it takes us out of the present and we're, we're anticipating the future, something that hasn't happened, sure. usually irrationally. Yes. And so um, the psychodynamic therapy can help to ease that discomfort or that um, franticness that it's about now, it's about the dog in front of me, when actually, no, it's a response that you had once before, but now you've developed some safety behaviours which is reinforcing your anxiety. Sure. Brilliant. So, Susie, so far you've mentioned about, you know, CBT and that exposure therapy, etc. And these are working collaboratively with others to um, address the issue. How can someone then help themselves if they mm -hmm. didn't want to, for example, work with uh, with someone else uh, or another professional? Are there ways that they can help to address um, and confront or challenge their own their anxieties as they arise, um, and then hopefully deal with it really mm -hmm. and deal with it effectively? Mm. Yes, there are. I mean, first and foremost, anyone that feels that they're suffering with anxiety, I would always suggest to get checked, you know, to perhaps get it diagnosed. So, so you're not, um, you know, so you're not working with something that's not actually there. You, okay. you, you want to know that, okay, this is anxiety that I'm dealing with here. And we talked about the difference in the symptoms that overlap. Yeah. So actually I might be dealing with stress or I might be dealing with depression and not so much anxiety. So a GP can actually diagnose, okay, this is anxiety. So, so you want to have that awareness that these are the symptoms I'm getting. They're matching symptoms of anxiety just mm -hmm. for that reassurance. Your GP clarifies that for you. 
mm-hmm. and then yes you're, you're aware mm-hmm. um from that you might want to get some psychoeducation so that's just educating yourself these are like the initial steps by the way yeah, yeah. psychoeducation educate yourself on these conditions on mental health mm-hmm. you know and how it shows up what it looks like you know and when how, you say educating ourselves not not necessarily going to going back to school or doing oh no courses, yeah. <laughs> just, just just like basically reading up yeah reading yeah, up from yeah. good sources just yeah. generally building up our knowledge and that's our right informing yeah. yourself informing that's yourself it. i mean yeah. in my line of what we call it psychoeducation and i okay. do offer that because it's important that you know what it is yeah, yeah. so yeah. once you know once you've got that knowledge and you know this is what it is what you would want to do then is now address your physical symptoms because the physical symptoms can um, prevent us from dealing with the real issue, which is the thoughts. So we yeah. want to practice relaxation. Yeah, that's the first tip I would say. Mm-hmm. You know, what helps you to relax? Get your, get yourself into a state of relaxation, okay? Um, whether that be exercising, it might be going for a run, it might be going for a walk, it might be having a, a warm bath, it might be getting good sleep, yeah? Allow mm-hmm. yourself to relax because mm-hmm. the bodily symptoms can be distressing in itself, which then prevents you from working on the thoughts. So first tip, practice re- relaxation. Secondly, I would say reduce your stress levels. Okay, so check in with yourself. What's going on around me right now? What's happening in my life right now that could be triggering these symptoms? And then work to bring yourself into the present because, as I've said, anxiety is all about anticipating the future. So when you're anxious, you're not actually in the present. You're not present. So what can I do to get myself back into the here and now? And that might be, again, check in with yourself. Where am I? What's happening right now? I'm sitting in front of my desk. I'm touching the desk. I'm looking at my computer. Um, you know, it, it's almost like you're connecting with the here and now. Let me touch my forehead. Let me touch my chest. Okay. So that's, that's reminding you that I'm here. I'm in this realm and <laughs> not in the realm of the future. So yeah. bring yourself into the present, you know, and, and ask yourself those questions. What am I doing right now? Where am I? Okay. And then you want to start begin to, Ask yourself, what am I thinking? What's going on up there? Am I thinking, have I had a thought today that has triggered these symptoms? We get over a hundred thoughts in a day. (laughs) Okay. We get multiple thoughts in a day and there could be one thought, just one that has upset or triggered those hormones that send you into uh -uh, danger mode. So what have I thought today? What have I been thinking? What's happened? And what am I thinking about this? Because that's probably where the situation lies. That's likely to be causing the anxiety. So check in with your thoughts and keep a thought thought diary, a thought journal, you know, write them down. And then begin to challenge those thoughts. So it's sort of ties in with exposure therapy, exposing yourself to to this matter. Because mm-hmm. as I've mentioned, you know, we're, we're probably thinking, I can't deal with what, what I'm thinking. These imaginations that I'm getting, you know, you're sort of anticipating or underestimating your ability to cope. So face the thought, what's happening? Okay, if this was to happen, what would I do? What support is available for me if this was to happen? So you're you're challenging it. Yeah. Yeah. You're confronting it. And what you would find is that your physical symptoms will begin to alleviate. Okay. Do you know, as you were talking, I also I also 
um, remembered how there's this thing about uh, it's like positive visualization. Mm. So, and I wonder how that kind of comes into play. And you know about how, for example, when someone is fearful or anxious when it comes to doing a, you know, when it comes to public speaking and doing a presentation, um, there's this tip or advice I've heard that the Mm. person should actually prepare as part of that preparation process they can they should picture themselves doing the presentation or you know like how does it feel going into the room visualize it visualize the audience staring at you you know visualize yourself speaking confidently or you know da 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 so there's that thing about also um, bringing yourself to the future mm. in that specific circumstance that you're um, worried or concerned about mm. and preparing your mind so that it adjusts and it prepares for what's coming so that it, I guess it's not a bit of a shock to the system and you, you know, like, oh my gosh, the hair, the room's filling up with people. I'm going to do my presentation now. It's like, no, but you've actually done that groundwork in terms of preparing the mind and how you feel, how it's going to be, etc. and beforehand. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. it was just something that um, that just um, came to my mind as you were talking. Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, I, don't, I particularly don't work with visualisation, but I can see that, again, that, that how that work would work because it's like what you said earlier, it's sort of preparing yourself um, or learning that you can tolerate with the catastrophic thoughts and ideas that you're getting. So absolutely, I can see how that would would be so helpful, extremely helpful to an individual. Thanks, Susie. Merci beaucoup. Here are some spiritual wellness tips that you can meditate on. The first is Luke chapter 12, verse 24 to 26, which reads, Consider the ravens. They do not sow or reap. They have no storeroom or barn, yet God feeds them. And how much more valuable you are than birds. Who of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to your life? Since you cannot do this very little thing, why do you worry about the rest? The other you can meditate on is Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 to 7, which reads, Don't be pulled in different directions or worried about a thing. Be saturated in prayer throughout each day, offering your faith-filled requests before God with overflowing gratitude. Tell Him every detail of your life. Then God's wonderful peace that transcends human understanding will guard your heart and mind through Jesus Christ. Thank you for listening. Do follow and join me again next time on Mary Lyre Talks Beyond the Smile.